Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. ESPN. It's a little bit chilly out this morning. I don't know about you guys. 24 in my neck of the woods when I got myself up. So it's going to warm up, though, today, I think. And <laughs> hey, winter is officially uh, it's directly in front of us coming up on the 21st. So what do you expect? That's the way it's going to be. Good morning. Good morning. I, <laughs> I, I think we may have Kristen Lures on. Uh, no, okay. Uh, I got to her too late. Uh, as far as usually I text her in the morning, uh, it's sometimes you know between seven twenty-five, seven thirty-five, something like that, and we talk about you know we just about about of course a couple of ideas of what we're going to have. And man, I tell you what, it's just time flew by me today. So I don't think we'll have Kristen today. Uh, I know that uh, Alan's on the phone with someone right now, so we'll see what we have and uh, take it from there. Which is uh, my my fault there if I, if we don't get her that. Uh, uh, because I didn't get to her on time. Ah, some days, some days is best just to stay the hay in the rack and don't worry about it. And that's that. All right. Uh, we do have John Markhan at nine today. We'll have we'll have him on, and we will uh, talk a lot of different sports with Johnny Markhan. You've heard him on here a number of times. I certainly look forward to having him on. Haven't had him on by himself in a while. I guess it's been a little while. You know, we've had him on uh, doing, uh, certainly doing the uh, golf with with uh, Steve Isaacs. Uh, but uh, occasionally we do have him just to he and I talking. So we'll uh, we'll have him on at nine o'clock. So thank you for tuning in. Chilly uh, morning. We got uh, no answer from Kristen, which again is my fault on that one. So we'll see. Maybe we can get her on at some point before we. Uh, Get off the air. Anyway, thank you for tuning in this morning. This is Sports Phone on 1061 ESPN. Uh, give a call. I'm Big Al. We've got uh, Alan the Cub, the big cub on the other side of the glass. And uh, we'll be talking sports till 10. As I mentioned, John Marcon will uh, jump in here at, uh, at uh, 9 o'clock. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, we've got, uh, well, there's football going on. There's basketball going on. Uh, NBA basketball is certainly, they're playing games right. There's no exam break. And I talked yesterday with the guys about the exam break and, uh, and college basketball. It kind of, you know, you get into that and it kind of um, slows things down a little bit. Uh, when you get to that, you get to that type of thing where you have uh, uh, schools like, like Virginia's not, have been playing. I think VCU's had a week off. I know that uh, the uh, Spiders, VCU's been off. Uh, oh, look, there's also, listen, I mentioned that this morning. Uh, let's see, I've got a. I thought, oh, here's where I saw it. Okay, also, also, by the way, there's this thing going on in Northern Virginia we're going to get to. Uh, the, temporary rule in VCU senior, uh, sale is going to be eligible uh, after ruling an NCAA lawsuit. So, anyway, Kristen uh, Lewis said, yep, let's do it. She'll call. She's going to call us, I think, is what she said. And uh, we'll get her going here. And uh, talk with her. And it, uh, there, he's been ruled eligible. Local kid, you know, that went to Oklahoma and a couple other schools has been trying to get, become eligible at VCU. He has been ruled eligible for that. So that's good news um, for VCU. And, and I was talking about teams being off. Uh, the last time Richmond played was the Gators last Saturday. They play this Saturday. And so we talked with the guys yesterday. We have. Uh, there was a, a break for Virginia, Virginia Tech. Anyway, they're all playing Saturday. The big four that we follow, obviously, Tech, Virginia, and uh, Richmond and VC are all playing Saturday. We have we have Kristen on. All right. <laughs> Good morning. Well, it was until uh, until Alan came in to my office and said, "Hey, you having Kristen this morning?" And I said, "Boing." Anyway, times. I apologize. That's okay. I think I must have had uh, my head down focusing on traffic when you called. I think I missed the call twice. I'm so sorry. No, that's not. No, that's not. Not your fault. Uh, It's my fault because I didn't text you earlier, and I apologize for that. That's okay. You know, now this time we can blame it on the holidays. Okay, we're all busy. We all have a million things going on. I think it's more the onset of I can't say uh, early dementia because I'm too old for early dementia. So I don't know. It's one of those things that got away from me, and uh, that was that. I'd, uh, I'd miss Tuesday because I, I, I so I think I'm, I'm losing track of the days. And I was like, wait, a minute, it's Thursday, and I didn't call. So anyway, good morning. How are you, young lady? I feel good. Good morning to you guys. Yeah, kind of like a Thursday, Friday feel. It, it, yeah. It's almost like it just feels like Friday for some reason. I don't know if you just want the holidays to get here faster or what, but the, the weeks are just flying by. Well, let me give you your normal introduction. The one and only lovely and talented queen of traffic, CBS 6. Kristen Lures. Good morning. There <laughs> we go. Good morning. Happy get that Thursday. Done. Yeah, happy Thursday. <laughs> Some, the, the, the deck will shuffle, and I'll get things straight. But in the meantime, uh, you know, there's a, you've heard the news. I haven't done a lot. I mean, I heard it yesterday, and you probably heard it too about uh, building this complex up in uh, in uh, Northern Virginia in Alexandria. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the old uh, train yard there, and it's, you look at a picture of it, and it's, it looks like a mud flat. But uh, hey, the Caps and the Wizards evidently are you now the General Assembly has to pass it, but I think that might be a done deal. We'll see. 
And so, all of a sudden, the Caps and Wizards will be playing in Northern Virginia, up in Alexandria, just south of Reagan Airport up there. So, we don't have any Major League franchises in the Commonwealth. Not that they'll be called the Virginia Caps or the Virginia Wizards. They won't be. They'll be Washington. You know how it is. So many teams play uh, outside their cities, even though, you know, of course, the, the uh, Skins play over in Landover, Maryland, or whatever it is. Now, they're not Landover, but Laurel. Anyway, uh, I just keep falling deeper into it, don't I? And, and you know, like the Cowboys play in Arlington, Texas, and the Pistons are out in. Uh, or not the Pistons, but the Lions are out in Pontiac. Anyway, so I, it should be a good it should be a good thing, I think, for Virginia. Uh, D.C. people aren't so happy about that. Yeah, I think we covered it a little bit this morning, and we have been for, you know, 24 to 48 hours now. I think the money loss for D.C. is pretty significant. But for Virginia, it's nice to say that we have professional sports now. Mm. I know. Soon. I know, soon. soon. Well, it'll probably be 27 or 28, but that's soon. All things being yeah. compared, that's not far off. Mm-mm. And it'll be kind of neat to have that. So, uh, now... It's, it's a lot of money involved, but hopefully it won't be too much taxpayers. Like I said, I haven't done everything I need to do on this to talk about it with knowledge because I, I haven't. Uh, but it will be hopefully a situation where there's not a lot of that going on uh, as far as taxes and things. Or, or, you know, money that's borrowed, uh, unless they can figure out a way, of course, to pay it back, which hopefully they will. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, your Kansas Jayhawks. Let's get to basketball. And, uh, you know, they um, are number they number two this week, are they not? Number two now. Number two up, yeah. now. Yeah. How, about, how about them apples? You know, they had I think a, we jumped Houston, and yeah. we're just behind Arizona. So, yeah, yeah still kind of hovering in that top five yeah. area. So, looking pretty good. We had the rivalry showdown, or the border showdown. It was Kansas-Missouri over the weekend, so we won that. And we have not had a game all week, so we'll have um, Indiana on Saturday. But, yeah, looking pretty good, kind of finding our rhythm out on the court and our chemistry and kind of what works well. So it was nice to watch them play. It was a Saturday afternoon game, so I actually got to watch the game. Oh, good. good. It looked pretty good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, they, it's early, and, and they took a loss to mm-hmm. Texas, as we know. Mm-hmm. And Excuse me, to, to Marquette. And, there you uh, go, Marquette. Yeah, yeah, shock I was, yeah, I was thinking of shocking down Texas. But yeah, Marquette, and it's uh, Arizona, Kansas, Purdue, and off and running. I mean, now there's there's got breaks in there for exams and Christmas breaks and all that kind of thing, holiday breaks. So there'll be, you know, it'll slow down a little bit. As I mentioned, Virginia had, I think Virginia has like a 12-day or 11-day, maybe it's just 10-day uh, time off. And, of course, uh, uh, Richmond Spiders will play Saturday. They haven't played in a week. I think the same is true for VCU and and uh, and so you know they do need to do this, and they get to it, and, and they get once we get you know first of the year, you know it's all hell in for leather until we get to March and of course selection Sunday, long way off, <laughs> like three months. But once we get going with conferences, it'll be it'll be sweet. Yeah, that's what it is. We did have a pretty significant win over UConn which, if you remember, were the defending champions. So that was a pretty big deal. They're number five now. So, again, they still round out the top five. They're still a really good team, too, in the hunt. But you're right. I mean, it's all relative. We play up until March when it really matters, and then it just comes down to showtime. So we'll see what we can do. But, yeah, still one loss, which kind of bumped us out of the number one spot. But, you know, you have that number one spot. Everybody's coming for you. You have a target on your back. You play a team (laughs) like Marquette, who just exposed our flaws, and they always just play hard. So that that was a tough loss for us, but you know it kind of it, it got us 
mentally, I guess, humbled. So now we're kind of back. And like I said, you know, at the time, number five for us was motivation. And now we're bumped up to number two. So well, looking much better. Yeah, the, thing, the nice thing is, not a nice thing, but sometimes we take a loss like that. And they lost about 14 uh, at Marquette. Yeah, it refocuses. I mean, you've been going at it since uh, October, September, some practices and things like that. And here you come along November 21st, you get knocked off by a team that was ranked number four at the time. No shame in that. And then it refocuses. You beat, beat number seven, Tennessee. Number four, UConn. When they when they played Tennessee, they were seven. UConn was four when they play, y'all played them. So, you, you know, it did. It did a refocus, and you take it from there. And like you said, you have Indiana this week, then you're off until the 22nd, which I believe is a Friday. You, <laughs> here's a tough one for you out at Fog Allen. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yale. <laughs> oh, I see that. Yes. <laughs> hey, you never know, though. When you have a you know, number one, number two spot, these teams come for you. you got to be prepared. You can't just slack off and say, okay, here's you know, whichever team. I know. I will, I will bet you, as the saying goes, any amount from here to Rocky Mount, that y'all will whip their cans, whip their butts. No problem. I know. You, okay. I know. A team comes in saying, "Hey, we're playing here." Like, oh, you know, the Richmond game I was at way back when Richmond played at Fog Allen, and mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the year, uh, but it was a while back. And Richmond beat them on a jumper at the very end, and the place went screaming mad to quiet as could be. So you might even been there at that game. Way back when. Maybe. You might have been. Way back when. Way back when. Well, I stepped in it again, didn't I? I'm just having a wonderful start this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we beat Missouri over the weekend, and we only beat them by nine. I thought we were going to, you know, like you said about Yale, I thought we were Mm -hmm. just going to beat the pants off of them. But we'll take nine, nine points. But I I just thought it was going to be a little more significant gap than that. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, well, Missouri yeah. Missouri is currently 7 and 3 after the loss to y'all. So, anyway, the uh the nice thing is basketball season's here. I'll give you a little yeah. shot at Yale right now. See what they're doing this year. Uh okay. Yale Bulldogs are 7 and 5 overall. Ooh, oh, okay. but let's see who they played for fun. And I'll let you roll yeah. here in a minute. Uh, Vassar, which used to be, I think, a woman's school, a lady's school. I guess it's co-ed now, obviously. They did lose to Gonzaga by 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LMU, I'm not sure who that is. Colgate, they won. Uh, Weber State, they lost. Gardner-Webb. Anyway, on down the line, Rhode Island, Stony Brook, Vermont, all those schools. So anyway, yeah, it'll be a game. And yeah. hey, listen, they, if you're on the court, you got a shot, right? Know what you're saying? That's right. I like that. All right. Uh, are you following any pro football right now? I am. What do you? What am, I, what do, am I keeping up with the headlines? Let's see. Uh, San Francisco, I think the favorite in the uh-huh. NFC right now. They beat both Dallas and Philadelphia. By a combined score of eighty-four to twenty-nine, they're cooking. Goodness gracious! Yeah, that's right. Okay, so we were talking about this last week. Yeah. I remember you were saying uh, the Sunday night game was Dallas Eagles, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to win two or lose two in a row." And sure enough, they went to Dallas, and wow, Dallas just really took them for a run. So I wasn't expecting that, but Dak looked good. Their team looked good. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Uh, what is their record? Is it ten and ten? And, they ten, moved up. They're ten and three. And ten Phil- and three. Yeah. Ten and three. And San Fran's ten and three. Philadelphia's ten and three. But San Fran owns mm-hmm. a tiebreaker over both of them uh, because they mm-hmm. beat both of them. And Dallas has a tough schedule to close, and Philadelphia mm-hmm. has a light schedule. So I expect Philadelphia to to win the East, and Dallas to be a five seed as a wild card and take on Atlanta, New Orleans, or 
for Tampa in the in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I am pulling for San Francisco, though. I, I like what they're doing this year. I like Brock Purdy and all their teammates. So mm. hopefully they make a good run for it. Uh, well, uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, I apologize for not getting to you with the, our ideas and all that earlier as normal. And next Thursday, I'll be on time with you. I know you will. No big deal. You have a great show today. Uh, great to talk to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy one of those mornings we'll carry it from here take care you have a great weekend as well all right you guys too Talk all right to thank you Kristen Lure, cbs 6 traffic the one and only queen of traffic central Virginia, lovely and talented cbs 6 traffic and uh yeah i guess i just didn't get her information right not to belabor 8 15 let's take a pause and we shall return right here on 1061 espn it's Greeny, starting at 10 o'clock after Sports Phone with Big Al on 1061 ESPN. Streaming live on the iHeartRadio app. It's a beautiful morning. It is a beautiful morning. Lewis sitting in here for a few minutes. How are you doing this morning, Hoss? Good, good, good. good I'm doing good. wonderful, Big Al. How's it going on your end, man? It's going, man. It's going. Not a good start to the day so far <laughs> with what I did not do before we got on the air. But that's uh, we'll put that in the back and leave it at that. Uh, there is, of course, some college basketball going on, as I mentioned. And Saturday will be the day for the four that we followed that uh, – will be playing. The biggest news, of course, is uh, the fact that the governor has announced a $2 billion project that uh, they've been working on it. And so the Caps and the Wizards evidently, and of course, from what I did read, the General Assembly, of course, has to approve this. It's just not going to go. I believe that they, I would think, before it got this far, that uh, Governor Youngkin would have a feeling or had talked to people or had uh, certainly spent time with members of the General Assembly to take the temperature of the General Assembly and say, uh, listen, we're, uh, we're thinking about doing this project. What do you think? Want to know what you, before you go up there and you make these announce, announcements and uh, sp- spend time on it and doing due diligence on uh, the project and the land and the the infrastructure and everything that goes on with this, um, everything that, that happens uh, with this is uh, got to be. He's got to have an idea. He just can't go up there and do it without, as I say, taking the temperature of the General Assembly and see exactly what's going to be going on. It's uh, I think for about eight miles difference from where they're currently playing um, in, uh, of course, in downtown D.C. And uh, it's, you know, this was what, uh, was it, who was governor when they were talking about building the new Washington Stadium? It wasn't wasn't Doug Wilder, I don't believe. It might have been Doug Wilder. And, um, ah, boy, I don't remember if it was Doug Wilder. Putting the new Washington, remember now they built it out in in Maryland, as we know. And uh, so they never built it, this railroad uh, area, this track of land um, 
along the George Washington Parkway and uh, just south of the airport, Reagan. If you've, been, if you've ever been to Reagan National, then you know, you know what we're talking about. So we shall see. Uh, what's the involvement of taxpayers? I, I, something I need to look into. Um, so we'll see what happens. The breaking, uh, they proposed to break ground for this project in 2025 uh, and open up in 2028. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the governor, Governor Yunkin, says that uh, he's guessing, estimating, of course, the long-term payoff after full build-out is an estimated $12 billion uh, economic impact for the state. In other words, that's, you know, if that's true, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> wait a minute, back. I'm not saying any of the, the governor is uh, stretching or not telling the truth here at all. I'm not saying that in the least. Uh, what I'm saying is that's a projection, and that's what he projects. And that's to, and some projections come true. Uh, you can look around Richmond and look at some projections, and they don't happen. It don't. It doesn't happen. So uh, I'm not saying that in the case here when you've got two professional. Uh, Teams that are you know, from the NBA and the NHL, I would think the projections are more likely to come true than not come true uh, in a situation like that. And uh, now there are people in DC that don't like it. The mayor obviously doesn't like it uh, of DC, and so we'll see how that plays out. What offers will she make to offset this? To say, wait a minute, we're going to redo the area there. We're going to do X, Y, Z. You know, sometimes, you know, offers come in when you decide to leave. And that's how it works. Offers come in when you decide to leave. Hey, Al. Yeah. They, they tried it. They just, Virginia just got a bigger bank, baby. <laughs> we we offer two billion. They only offer five hundred million. I'm sorry. Well, it, well, it, well. What there's a, there's a different night and day there for that in the sense that uh, they only need five hundred million probably to refurbish and make it better because it's already a standing. It's already there, and they've got uh, infrastructure there. And they've got shops and all that around. This would be from ground up, so it's two billion for that. Uh, 500 million may well be enough to do whatever they need to do around uh, the the, uh, the arena now up in DC. Governor Yunkin said our new slogan is Virginia is for winners. Oh man, Virginia's for lovers since the early seventies. Nah, we, we we win now. That's, <laughs> that's what this says. <laughs> for winners. Uh, well, I mean that works for me. I got no problem with that. People confuse lovers as in lovers, but it's the love of things was the idea behind that slogan that came out years and years ago. So back at back before, I think it was right, 1970, 71 maybe, when they came up with that. So, you know, two billion to build from the ground up or one quarter, twenty five percent of that five hundred million <coughs> to refurbish and build around it and make it uh, more accessible. Uh, to maybe improve the neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is there. I went to a, how long has that? It's been there since 97, I believe. So I've been there to a basketball game, NCAA playoff game there years ago when Richmond played up there, I believe, in that, uh, in that arena. Anyway, bottom line is uh, it could be, yeah, it could be a, a tug of war. Is what your you know, your point is. $500 million, yes, here, $2 billion over here in Virginia. Yeah, and, and my understanding of friends who live up in that area, the, the locals are not happy about it as far as... You live in D.C.? Yeah, as far I as I reckon not. Yeah, that's a lot, <laughs> lot of jobs, a lot of money. And then I think I saw we're supposed to get like 31,000 new jobs out of this, so... I hadn't read that yet. 
but uh, probably from building from the ground up to employing people when it opens and everything else in between, that's quite possible. Yeah. I guess people that work there now could get over. I mean, it's eight mile difference from where it currently is to where it's going to be. Eight that, miles and 45 minutes in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's when you le- learn to uh, to leave early. <laughs> or, or take the metro. Or take the like metro. That. They have a metro stop yeah. there if they don't already. They may have one now or they're going to have one. I think they have one there now. I, I think so. I would be surprised if they tried to build it in an area they didn't already have metro yeah. access. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, it's just also south of the uh, of Crystal City, and you know you see signs for that, and so it's not far from the Pentagon and all that. So yeah, take the metro. You're right about that. I took one to a football game once, and I'll tell you what, it was crowded after the game. Dude, I took one <laughs> once, and uh, it was back when I was in college, and I didn't understand the schedule, and we got left. <laughs> You mean you could? There no more. No more trains were coming. Yeah, thankfully my sister only lives like five minutes from there, or else I would have been stranded. Well, this was back when the Skins played at RFK, and it was quite a walk to get there. And then when you got there, it was a long wait. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the reporting it is, you know, done. So we'll see. We shall see what we shall see. Uh, but it would be very exciting to have them in Virginia. Not that they're going to be called the Virginia anythings. They won't be called that. But it would be great to see them have teams playing. You know, they're saying, okay, we're broadcasting. We're here live from Alexandria, Virginia, instead of out in wherever in Maryland is called, which isn't that far out as the crow flies. It's more that that the uh that the uh getting there by car or metro or anything else is it's out there a little ways anywho we shall see what happens uh we'll take it from there that's uh is like i say what will happen taxpayer wise that's the question so john mark i coming up at nine so i want to do a little little bit on pro football and the uh, i didn't really get to it yesterday when we take a pause here and get to the um uh, the, the schedules that these teams have. There are you know seven playoff spots. There are seven in each right now. But how's it going to change between now and the end of the four games that are left? You know the final games on January the seventh. And so we'll look at that after a pause. Here we'll do and uh, and get busy with that because it's, it's so much. Like Philadelphia, for example, their schedule is uh, Seattle Giants, Arizona Giants. Uh, and, and you look at the remaining schedule of those teams that they have, all of them have losing records. It's Seattle at 6-7. and seven. Now, the Giants, they got Danny DeVito. You know, he's doing the job. The Giants are, of course, 5-8. and eight, And they play them twice. And they play the Cardinals, who are 3-10. and 10. So there you have it. All right, we'll break that down when we return right here on 106.1 ESPN. You're listening to Sports Fund. I'm Big Al. We have, uh, of course, the Hoss, Alan, the Hoss, the, the Cub on the other side of the glass, along with Lewis. Stay with us. We shall return right after this on 106.1 ESPN. NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. Traffic reports on 106. We're here live and talking sports 834. We thank you for tuning in. 
off to a rocky start, but we've got the planes uh, flying and cruising at altitude and uh, smooth uh, on through to 10 o'clock. John Markon joins us at 9. Um, so we'll take it from there and get going. Who do you like in the playoffs in the, in the NFL? Who do you think will be there? There's, there, <laughs> there is so much to go over and so much to do in far, as far as that goes. Um, the, uh, the NFC, for example, I've got that for you, and the AFC. AFC, right now, it's, uh, the Ravens are the number one seed. The Dolphins are second, 9-4. Chiefs, Jaguars, Browns, Steelers, Colts. We told you that yesterday. Uh, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills are right now 8-9-10-11. But 6-11 through 11 are all 7-6. and six. I haven't seen that type. I mean, I haven't seen it like that before. That many teams alive, 13 games in, 4 to go. That's, that's a lot of teams still alive. Is that because it's a competitive league, or is it just that we're just that bad? Uh, the National Football League, uh, since I was a kid, long before you were born, is always any given Sunday. They they, they structure this, structure the whole thing to build parity uh, with you know the way the draft is and everything else that they've done. They want if everybody was eight and eight going in the last week, they'd be happy. I believe, especially with the way yep. the officials are calling games. <laughs> Let's. Well, I tell you what, we could do that till nine o'clock. <clears throat> till we get Marcon on. But anyway, um, that's the way it's right now. All right, the, the Ravens have a tough final quarter here. I know it's 17 games, we'll call this the quarter. Ravens' opponents remaining at play are playing 654 ball collectively. They're at the Jaguars this weekend. They're at the Niners. If they're playing this in Baltimore, might give an edge to the Ravens. They're that good. They're that tough at home. I know the Rams gave them a fight, but the Rams are playing better football now than they did at the beginning of the year. They then play the Dolphins at home, and I think the Dolphins were um, probably a little bit exposed last weekend. What do you think of that, them apples? Last I, weekend, I think that um, you know, no offense to uh, Robert the Bruce, uh, but the Dolphins need a little bit more depth. Uh, once Connor Williams went out, it was a drastic change, and I understand he's the center, but it shouldn't be that drastic. Yeah, they lost to Tennessee by giving up fourteen in the last four and a half minutes. Fifteen, I think it was fifteen points they gave up. Yeah, that was a tough one for him. I'm sure that was they probably they, it was his birthday and they lost in the last few seconds. So the Ravens have the toughest schedule remaining in the AFC. The Dolphins are right behind and play, their opponents playing six fifteen ball. Now they get the Jets this weekend. After that, they get the Bovines. They play the Ravens and the Bills. Ouch! How many of those are they going to win? Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Two, Jets, maybe. Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Uh, Cowboys, Ravens, Jets. Bills to wrap it up. Now three of them at home. Only one on the road is at the Ravens. They, they beat the Ravens up there last year. Do you really? You th- they're not going to beat the Ravens up there this year. Do you think? I, I highly doubt it because the Ravens are going to be in desperation mode because uh, they want to close this thing out and get. And they got a tough schedule. The toughest schedule remaining. Do you have a home field advantage when you lose to a team as bad as Tennessee? Well, Tennessee. Yeah, you know, to lose that, yeah, playing Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's not even on the board for possibly making the playoffs. Uh, anyway, Dolphins might win two of those, maybe, maybe. It might be enough to get them a seat. I don't think the Ravens are going to go one and three, but anyway. Steelers uh, and Bengals are tied at 577 ball. Right now, the Steelers are number six. And the Bengals are number 10. We're not going to worry too much about them and who they play. The Bills uh, have the fifth toughest schedule. The Cowboys this weekend at, well, at L.A. Chargers. The Patriots at home and at the Dolphins. Now, are they going to beat the Cowboys this weekend at home? 
Temperature 50 with chance of rain. I think they can do it. I think they will they can pull it off. They have to have momentum from last week's game or they're coming out flat from, you know, just you win a big game, sometimes you come out flat the next week. One way or the other, they'll continue. So, you know, they're on a drive now. They're 7-6. They know they got to win everything. I think they'll be the Cowboys and they go to the Chargers. They should win that. You, you know, uh, Herbert is out. Patriots, please, please, please. Yes, they'll beat the Patriots. And it might come down to Dolphins' bills. To, uh, Dolphins will be in the playoffs. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, I'm positive of that as I look at it. Uh, bills may need that game desperately to make the playoffs. So that's relevant. Texans and Colts are playing opponents that are 481 ball. Now, right now, the Bills are, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the Bills are right. The Bills and Texans. No, Texans and Colts I was talking about. Texans are out of it right now, and the Colts are uh, number seven. Through tiebreakers, the Colts are seven. So they play the Steelers, the Falcons on the road, the Raiders at home, and the Texans at home. They have three out of four at home. Only road game are the Falcons. That shouldn't be too difficult, I wouldn't think. Uh, Browns are eighth toughest schedule in the AFC. And the Browns are currently number five, the top wild card at eight and five. So they, you know, that's a shot there. The Browns are playing the Bears this week at the Texans, the Jets at home, and at the Bengals. That Browns Bengal game may come down to a slot in the playoffs. Uh, the Jaguars are the number nine uh, toughest schedule, and right now they're number four, leading their division. By virtue of a tiebreaker, I think, isn't it? Is it not a tiebreaker? NFLC, real quick. I'm looking at the wrong. Now, Jaguars have Houston and Indy on their backside. So, anyway, then the Chiefs. Now, here's where it gets easy. The Chiefs' schedule is the weakest of all teams in playoff contention in the AFC. Their combined win percentage of their opponents is 385. At the Pats. You think they'll beat the Pats this weekend? I think they'll beat the Pats. I think they'll beat the Pats. Even if they can't catch, they'll beat the Pats. (laughs) If they don't beat the Pats, there ought to be an investigation. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They play a 1 o'clock game Sunday. Uh, Then they play the Raiders at home without... uh, Who's quarterback? It's my name, O'Connell, I believe. Yeah, Purdue Purdue great Aiden O'Connell. Then they get the Bengals without Burrow. Then they get the Chargers without uh, Herbert. So <laughs> the Chiefs should go four and zip, which would put them at 12 and five, which might be a second seed. That seems like divine intervention, man. Look at that streak. You, you don't play a starting quarterback. They're all backups, basically. They're all backups. And the Patriots, you know, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, their their backup is their starter. Yeah. <laughs> so you got you got nothing to got nothing to deter them from going twelve and five, twelve and five. While the Ravens have the toughest schedule down the stretch, can the Chiefs could catch them and have the number one seed and play at home again? I would not like to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see them play on the road. I don't think Mahomes has played a road game yet. Now look down at what this uh, prognostication has: Ravens, Chiefs, Dolphins, which I just mentioned in the Jaguars. Uh, the, the Chiefs passing the Dolphins. And then the Browns, Broncos, and Bengals, the beat, the beat of the third power. Browns, Bron- Broncos, Bengals, and the Bills at number eight and won't make it. How about them apples? They don't have the Jags in there? Uh, Jags are number four, winning their division. Okay, all right. Yeah. I was just double-checking. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, that's 
Yeah, they'll be there. They should be there. Well, you know, they, they, they've got, what, the Colts and the, uh, and who would I just say Texans. was on? Texans are on. Uh, yeah. No, not the Texans. Who is it? The, they have on their backside the Colts oh. and the Texans. You say Texans? Yeah, Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking you said Tennessee. So, yeah, those two are right there. So they're a game behind. Uh, NFC. Uh, right now, it's 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Bucks. Eagles are the fifth seed now by virtue of losing their last two. And the Cowboys have a, a, a tiebreaker over them. Vikings and Packers. I got a question for you. I try and give you an answer. So you're looking at this NFC, and you see that that uh, Eagles team at number five right but, now. Yeah, but a six and seven team. Um, which, yeah, yeah. They're going to probably be an eight and eight winner coming out, or eight and nine uh, yeah. winner coming out of the South. Would you be on board with maybe thinking about doing it kind of like just best records rather than division winners? Uh, I would not be opposed to that. I mean, Washington, remember, got in three years ago or four years ago at seven and nine. Yeah. And Cleveland got in one year at seven, eight, and one. And I think there was another instance where a team got in with a losing record. And it's, it's po- quite possible that a team will get in with a losing record again. And I, yeah, I think, you know, do, you know if, you, if, if you're below 500, you should slide into that five slot. And if a team from another division, a wild card team, uh, were to have a better record, which is is always going to happen if you have a losing record, if you're otherwise you wouldn't make a wild card. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. Right now, the um, as I mentioned, it's the Niners down to the Packers. All right, but here, here you go. We'll give you this real quick. Uh, the Giants have the toughest schedule. Uh, during the home stretch in the NFC. Remember, the the Ravens are the toughest. What did I say, 684? Something around that. Well, the Giants are the toughest in the NFC with a 615 opponent's record. They play the Saints, Eagles on the road, Rams, and Eagles at home. That's uh, They got one losing team there. Uh, the Vikings and Lions are tied at 596. Lions, excuse me, the Vikings play the Bengals. Lions, Packers, Lions. So Vikings and Lions will, will play twice in three weeks. Mm. Number four, the Bovine Cartel. This is why the Bovine will fade to number five and the Eagles will win the division. The Bovines play at the Bills, at the Dolphins, Lions, and at the Skins. Three teams with winning records and the Skins. And so I don't think – see, the Eagles, uh, on the other hand, have the easiest schedule of any team remaining in the National Football League contending for a playoff. At Seattle, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Pretty soft. Yeah, that should be uh, Giants are playing better, but they're the Giants. And they'll get after Danny DeVito. Yeah, and, and here's the thing about these these flash-in-the-pan guys. Once The longer you see them play, the more likely <laughs> – they're going to end up getting bad. That's what's going to happen. That, that's what's going to happen. The, the, the defense coordinators have taped a study now. Yeah. They have filmed a study. They did not before he went in originally against the Skins or whoever it was the week before, whomever it was the week before. They didn't have film on the guy. They have it now. The, the D coordinators uh, you know, are going to study that. The Saints, for example. The Giants are playing the Saints. The Saints are fighting for a division title. Do you, don't you think? And Derek Carr's out too. I think, isn't he? He he's out, but he keeps coming back. He never stays down. <laughs> I like him. He's tough. But they got the, the Saints are tied with Atlanta and Tampa uh, in that division. So they they, they want to win. They want to win. Obviously, we got to win this week. 
So we'll see how that plays out on the road with Danny DeVito. Um, Bears, the, Ram, the Rams are fifth. It was the strongest schedule. 481 ball commanders. Anyway, I can do all that. The Bears and Saints. We just talked about the Saints. The Bears, the Bears are still are in the hunt. <laughs> They're tied for seventh. What a great position to be in, knowing that no matter what you do, you'll get the number one pick, and you're still in the playoff hunt. Well, in the playoff hunt, but they ain't going to get the number one pick. They've got the Panthers pick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn. See, I want them to lose because we have their second-round pick. Yeah, you need We need need them to lose. lose. I want them to lose to Detroit last weekend. They beat them. Bears, Saints, Niners have the seventh easiest schedule. Uh, Buccaneers, 10, Falcons, Packers, Eagles. So who gets in from there? Right, if, I looked at, if I look at this, I, I think it'll be uh, the end. Of the end will be 49ers, Cal, uh, Eagles second, Lions third, and either Bucks, Saints, or Falcons fourth. With the bovines at sixth, fifth, and Vikings, Packers, Rams may get in. They're six and seven. They do have a losing record. I think I mentioned they didn't earlier. So we'll see. Saints, Giants, Bears. Bears are five and a dog on it. Bears need to lose the rest of their games. That uh, is unfortunate for you. Well, well, you guys, you don't have to worry about being a Niner fan. Hopefully, the Browns win against the Bears, and the Cardinals rise up and smite them. The Falcons and at the Packers to close the season. Think it'll be cold in Lambeau on January seventh. It's gonna be freezing. Jeez Almighty. If you're out of the race and you got to play at home, you know either one of them. All right, tell you what. Let's take a pause. We'll come back. Talk about Giannis. And where's the game ball? Who ball, ball? Who's got the ball? We'll talk about that when we return. Giannis deserved the ball. Did the Pacers take it? We'll see. We will. I was going to say, I, I got a, uh, some information on that, too, so I can't wait. Well, good. We'll talk about that when we return right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. Sports phone with the Hoss Cub on the other side of the glass. And Lewis is co-piloting today. So you got two pilots. Stay with us right here on 1061 ESPN. The Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. We are here live and talking sports. We thank you for tuning in. This is Sports Fun. I'm Big Al. It's 106.1 ESPN. The number to call, of course, is 327-0888. We got the Hoss on the other side of the glass, the Cub, and we got Lewis sitting in as well as we are flying the plane. I got a pilot and a co-pilot, so we're, we're flying smooth after a rocky lift takeoff. Some turbulence. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's, like I said, if you're just tuning in, I'd, I've forgotten to... Uh, to contact Kristen Lures like I do in the morning uh, before I have her on. And you came into my office about 6 until 8 and said, hey, is Kristen coming today? I was like, what? So anyway, if you listen to the start, it wasn't, it wasn't the best start I've ever had for a radio show. So it was a, it actually it was quite ugly. Uh, so John Markham will join us at 9. Uh, Giannis got, uh, listen, justifiably ticked off. Um Last night, he scored 64, and that's a high watermark for the year in the NBA so far. Uh, they were leading by 19. He, the coach said, come on, sit down. Uh, the Pacers then went off to score nine in a row. They put Giannis back in. When he went out, he only had 58. Only, only had 58. 
So he put him back in. He scored six and uh, got his final tab of 64. He wanted the game ball. Evidently, there's a player whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Uh, played in one game before. I think he's any he like a two-way player type of thing. He goes and comes and goes and comes yeah. and goes. Yeah, uh, Ashibwe. Okay. Uh, he used to play for Kentucky. He was actually player of the year, I think, in 2022 or 23. One of these last two years, he's player of the year. But yeah, he's a he's a ten day contract guy or something like that. Something like that, or a two way contract, which I don't really I mean, I've heard it, but I don't remember what it means. Any from the Congo or something? Yeah, yeah. So he he played a game, but somewhat some occurred that it didn't make it official. He scored one point a week or two ago, right? Yeah, on the, on the ninth. On the ninth. Yeah. Oh, girl, that in a week or two ago. That's five days. Um, so he did that. But it did, for some reason, it didn't count. Maybe it was because he wasn't signed, registered. It's on, his, it's on his stat sheet. It's but they don't it didn't count it. It's, it's on there. Anytime well, it, it, they put it on the website, it's supposed to be official. supposed to be, but, but uh, Rick Carlisle said after the game, it's, I can't remember the reason now, but it didn't count. So when he, he scored one point last night for Indiana. So that's why they won the game ball. You know, for that, his one point first ever in the NBA. Well, I mean, Giannis has been around. He's been, he's been uh, NBA MVP, what, two times at least? Uh, regular season MVP or regular MVP and finals MVP, I believe. Yeah, he's got two, I think, regular season. He's, uh, in, he's on track to be the MVP this year so far, yeah. too. Well, Jokic won the last two years, hadn't he? Yeah. So, anyway, bottom line is... It's his home game. He scored 64, which has got to be a career high. It's a high watermark this season. And it's got to be in the top 20 of all time, I would think. 64. I would think so. I, you know, Will had his 100 in Hershey, Pennsylvania in February of 1962. Yeah, I was around, but I don't remember. I didn't remember it happening because they didn't televise NBA then, really. And I was, you know, it wasn't like the NFL. So, uh, and then, uh, COVID, let's see. Who was it? Kobe had 81 or something. I know. Oh, yep. um, uh, uh, David Thompson, I think, had 81, didn't he? Played for NC State, went to the NBA, he played the NBA, but he didn't, he, he didn't get uh, up to what they thought he would get. I think he got involved in, you know, things that slow you down a little bit. And so I believe, though, David Thompson might have gotten somewhere in the 80s. Maybe just 80. Uh, Kobe might have the second uh, most points in the game. So I've got it here now. Wilt had 100. Yeah. Kobe had 81. And then it's 78 by Wilt, 73 by Wilt and David Thompson, 72 uh, by Wilt, and then 71 by Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, Donovan Mitchell, and Damian Lillard. All right. Well, there you go. So Thompson got in the low 70s on the A's. So Kobe's second with 81 points. That's just nuts. The year that Wilt got 100, he averaged 50. Point four. Did you know that? Yeah, everything about Wilt just seems larger than life. But I mean, there's video of stuff, so, oh, so that's official. Yeah, I mean, average fifty point four. Of course, he's playing against a bunch of stiffs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's not true. There were some good players back then. Uh, I don't know if in today's basketball, if he was at his prime, or uh, I don't know if he'd score fifty a game now. I don't think he would. It's a different game altogether. So, but anyway, so Giannis, did, Giannis said after he got a ball, I don't think this is the real ball. It doesn't feel like the ball, the game ball that we played with. I played with it for thirty. I played with that ball for what thirty-seven minutes, and I know the feel of that. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, you know, I know the feel. 
of that, uh, of how it felt. But I'm going to give it to my mother, and, and that's that. So he didn't think he got the game ball. Indiana should give him the game ball back if they do have it. I mean, come on. The guy got his first point. All right, give him a, give him a ball and say, okay, we'll sign it for you. You got a ball for your first point, but it's not the game ball. All right, we'll take a pause. Come back. John Marcom will join us when we return right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Aggie. Listen to the sports phone. Don't touch that dial. Hoss on the other side. Let's get 